Welcome to the Reconnect podcast. We are so excited to have you here. In this podcast, we are discussing all topics around Tantra, conscious relationship and sacred sexuality. We believe every couple is meant to enjoy an amazing sex life, constantly deepening the loving connection, lighthearted playfulness and passionate ecstasy between each other. We are Melly and Damien Pram, a married couple, parents, Tantra teachers and relationship coaches. Our mission is to help couples to reconnect to themselves, each other and the divine, to live a fulfilling relationship and sexuality and bring more love and consciousness into the world. Hello and welcome to the next episode where we will be discussing the topic of shame. So why is shame such a big topic um, in our lives and also in our relationship? And first of all, nobody wants to talk about shame. And most of the time we prefer to bury our heads in the sand, hide, remain silent and hope that no one will ever find out about what we are ashamed of and however that's the worst we can do in general in our lives and in the end it's the shame that gets most in the way of our need to connect and all people long for love and connection but very few of us are willing to be vulnerable to allow ourselves to be seen for real with all our rough edges flaws and shadows with all our shamed imperfections. However, this is exactly what it needs for a fulfilling relationship. The courage to show ourselves vulnerable and to bring into contact that which we are ashamed of. Now we want to look at the different forms of shame. When this emotion is useful, when it is destructive and how we can deal with it in a healthy way. In life, in relationship and also in our sexuality. So, first of all, we want to discuss the topic of healthy shame. And healthy shame helps us to live in a community. Shame is mostly a taboo subject in our society. Of course, shame is not a pleasant emotion, but it is a useful one. Because it helps us to live with other people and survive in a society. This emotion helps us to recognize when we have made a mistake and we have hurt someone. And it helps to feel remorse and to apologize. Shame also helps us to conform to the society norms. It helps us to respect boundaries of others. And people without shame are often psychopaths who cannot feel remorse and have no empathy for others. So if I have hurt my partner through my actions or words and I feel shame, a healthy way to deal with it would be being aware of the emotion questioning why I did what I did and cultivating compassion for myself. What was the good reason for me doing this? What can I do to avoid this in the future? And in the end, to show vulnerability and to ask forgiveness for my partner. If I succeed and my partner forgives me, a mistake can even further deepen and strengthen the connection the relationship. However, if I follow the impulses of my shame and try to hide the problem, or if my pride prevents me from acknowledging the mistake and apologizing for it, 
then the issue will only grow bigger over time and will cause great pain sooner or later. So the consequences of this cover-up are usually greater than expected. First of all, there is of course always the risk that the topic will come up at some point and the partner will then be even more hurt because of I tried to hide it. Secondly, the shame tends to increase and trying to hide something always leads to emotional distance from my partner. Third, I can't learn my lesson if I push the topic aside, don't look closely at it and understand why I acted the way I did. And fourth, my own self-esteem and respect for myself decreases if I don't act accordingly to my own values and maybe even judge myself for doing so. Even most companies have already recognized that covering up mistakes not only damages the, co the corporate culture and the emotional climate in the team, but also simply generates high costs. That is why many companies introduce an open error culture in which errors deliberately not punished but rather acknowledged if we handle them openly and report them directly. So I wish also this for this open handling of mistakes in a relationship in families too. Most of the time children are ashamed enough when they break something. Why do we have to punish or shame them even more? And most of the time our partner has judged themselves also enough by the time they come us to, to us to apologize. So what if we were able to face them in that moment with compassion instead of judgment? With gratitude for their openness to show vulnerability, with forgiveness instead of punishment? Of course, that's not easy. It's not easy to ask for forgiveness and it's also not easy to forgive, but it's imperative for a loving relationship. So the question is, in what kind of a relationship we want to live? Whether we want to find someone to blame, put ourselves above our partner and to take revenge, or whether we want to create a culture of compassion, forgiveness and healing with our partner. Of course this means not suppressing our own sadness, anger or disappointment, but whether creating a room for everything that there is. In this way we can always allow more space for opening and healing. Because in the end, compassion is the best way to deal with shame. Compassion for ourselves and compassion for our partner. And so it can also be useful to establish a regular forgiveness ritual in a relationship. In it, we can let go of the old that stands between us and meet us in a new way. It's a ritual which everyone admits their mistakes and asks for forgiveness. This can be very helpful in opening our hearts, showing vulnerability, and getting rid of anything that there is hindering you deepening the connection and love to your partner. The second shame that we want to discuss is the cultural shame. And this shame can be questioned. And in today's Western society, sexuality and vulnerability are among the topics that are still taboo. Hereby shame revolves in relation to negative emotions, such as anger, fear, sadness, depression and in relation to sexual desire, fantasies, sex with different partners, sexual preferences that do not correspond to the norm, and much more. Here we can ask ourselves whether the norms that we have been given by church and society still make sense today. 
it is important to become aware of our own beliefs and question what we have been taught about sexuality and vulnerability. We can feel shame, for example, for sexual fantasies that lie dormant within us, for our dissatisfaction with our own sex life, for our body, for our self-pleasuring practice, or for our sexual preferences. And again, there is the impulse to hide and not talk about it. And I still remember one of my first Tantra workshops when I was supposed to talk to strangers about my sexuality, I had many inhibitions and shame in this area. And I got to question several beliefs, such as I don't talk about sex, I just do it. Or I have to hide my thoughts about sex so I won't be judged. However, it helped me a lot to overcome my shyness in this area and to open myself up, like everyone else in the group. And to realize how liberating it is to find out that many other people feel the same way as me. As a result, the shame quickly disappeared. In the relationship, it was also very healing for us to create a safe space for each other, in which openness were repeatedly rewarded and we encouraged each other to show vulnerability instead of reacting with judgment. As a result, it was much easier for us to talk openly about our needs, desires and fantasies, to get closer and to develop more understanding for each other, and to also take sexuality to a completely different level. So we can create so much more connection to our partner if we dare to show ourselves vulnerable, to open up and to show ourselves with all our imperfections, our longings, our fantasies, our emotions, our fears and also our shame. So first of all, we can be more aware of our thoughts and emotions and especially our own shame in the relation to sexuality. We can question our beliefs. We can create a safe space in a relationship in which openness is not punished but encouraged. And we can communicate openly with our partner and so also practice compassion. And the last type of shame we want to talk about is the toxic shame. And this shame needs to be healed. And in addition to the healthy shame and the social shame, there is also this voice in our head that shames us for all sorts of things. And the phrases that we keep saying to ourselves are often, you are not smart, pretty, fast, strong enough, you are wrong the way you are, basically. Here we speak about self-shaming or toxic shame, because it makes us feel inherently wrong. This often leads to the belief that something is wrong with us, that we are not good enough or even that the world would be a better place if we were not there at all. We have often internalized this shame in such a way that we push ourselves to be perfect, to function, to behave, to be good or to be there for others, for example, in order to earn some love from others or to earn our place in the world. So there is this voice within us that wants to squeeze us in a certain image. While it sometimes helps us to be successful or to function in society, it also gives us the impression that we need to constantly be doing something and achieve something in order to be loved. This shame causes us to stop trusting our impulses and feelings, instead fulfilling others' expectations and playing perfect roles in order to earn some kind of inauthentic love and approval for those from those that we care about. So toxic shames separate us from ourselves 
and from our caregivers and thus we can never be fully connected and in unity. So we have learned to build a false identity, a false me and forgotten how it is to be really ourselves. This is often the consequence of education. However, this toxic shame no longer serves us in our adult lives. But why are we doing this? Why don't we stop shaming ourselves? And how can we be more gentle and loving with ourselves? So in my experience, breaking free from this toxic shame is a process. And possibilities are, first of all, dealing with our emotions, really feeling them and treating yourself with compassion. Uh, other possibilities, therapy, for example, also meditation and awareness work and healing work in our relationship and with Tantra. So in my experience, Tantra has helped me actually a lot on this path of healing the toxic shame. In Tantra, we want to use all emotions and all energies for our life. We want to be free away from judging towards acceptance. And we want to accept and love our partner as they are and love ourselves as we are. We consciously explore our shadows so that we can get to know ourselves more deeply and we therefore become more and more free. Break down all fears and limitations and choose love as our compass. If we can do that, we can also grow with our partner and enjoy life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening to the episode today. If you liked it, make sure you share it with your partner or any friend you may think this is valuable for. If you want to dig deeper into Tantra and really experience the magic it can bring into your relationship, you can go to our website reconnectprem.com and download our three Tantra practices for deeper connection. You will also find the link in the show notes. And if you enjoy the podcast, we are super grateful if you subscribe to the show and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Thank you so much. We wish you all the best, Melly and Damien. And always remember to reconnect to yourself, reconnect to your partner, reconnect to love.